Welcome to Accounting Insider. I'm Andrew Montessi with Kim Nitschke. And Kim, we've got a sensitive episode today and um, it's, it's the issue of letting go a staff member. You've, you've been through it and uh, faced a number of different challenges as a result. Can you maybe start by, I guess, telling us the story? Um, okay. Well, again, very sensitive topic. So, um, so the seed was sown about um, two months ago when I was watching a YouTube video with Tony Sire, who runs Zappos. And he was really, um, the YouTube, it was a YouTube video and it was really pushing hard on um, culture inside an organisation. And, you, you know, often people throw around the idea that if you've got, you recruit basically on the, on the point of view of, um, you recruit for personality and a bit of technical knowledge. But he's like the opposite. He's all about personality getting a really good culture in the organisation and then everything leads off of that which was reverse sort of mindset from from my point of view so after that point I was really mindful of having a really really good culture in my workplace a couple of things happened on a number of occasions and they just set off light bulbs in my mind and so after that point I thought okay there's a couple of little impacts on our culture happening in the office and then a few events happened. And after those events happened, I thought, yes, this is becoming an issue that needs to be addressed. And my culture isn't exactly where it would like to be. Effectively, I'd like my accounting practice to be like a Zappos. Mm. And Zappos is just amazing, balloons everywhere. Um, someone rings up the company and asks them whether they like working there and they give a 10-minute spiel on why it's amazing working there. There's mm. waiting lists. And then they've sold out to Amazon for gazillions now. Mm. But I thought, well, Tony's got some sort of point there. And let's face it, we spend more time at work than we do at home. You've got to be having a really nice, cultured, happy environment that you work in. So what happened is there's been a bit of a... We've, we've had a lot of growth in our firm and we've brought in a lot of new people and other people have been there for um, a long period of time and so the culture changes as you bring in the, f the fresh faces. So we had a situation where um, it just wasn't working. Mm. So was it, I mean, to dig a little bit further into the culture side of things that you're talking about, what were some of the negative aspects that were impacting the broader culture of the firm? So it's just little things like I love an open door policy where everyone just, as soon as you've got an issue or a question, just jump up from your desk and go and see someone in the next door room. That had sort of fractured to the point where people were sending emails and booking times to meet with other people. And I'm thinking that's not the organisation I want to be in. Mm. And then there was sort of a bit of resentment over that and a little bit of control happening inside that work atmosphere between different factions. Mm. And then there was a gravitation from... And just to be... For the listeners out there, you, you're not a PWC. You're not, no, you're not no, a no, huge, no, this is a very small organisation. Yeah. Five staff, 
Mm. Um, but there was a gaining, uh, you know, there was basically two sides in the camp evolving and people were sort of having to choose which side they went. And that, I didn't want that. No. And, you know, I'm happy to tolerate things. Everyone's got personal issues going on in their lives and you, you can tolerate it for so long. But then it came to a point where um, people were making comments out at lunch and at drinks that, you know, just sort of, I guess, speaking adversely about the situation at that it wasn't an enjoyable environment anymore. Yeah. So how were you planning to address it then? So I spoke to a friend of mine who's a lawyer and he specialises in employment in uh, employment law and just laid all the cards on the table and he sort of suggested that my position um, was not up to his standards <laughs> and that look that's that's my fault when you grow fast you need to work out where you're going to put your time and energy i'd thrown all my effort into growth mm. I, i'm a networking freak i'm always networking i'm giving great service to my customers but then behind the scenes um you, you know i guess the area that i was wasn't dotting the i's and crossing the t's in respect of all of the housekeeping matters, mm. i.e., um, I hadn't been, I was a bit loose on my staff reviews. Um, employment contracts were not as good as they could have been. And just things happen. People get pay rises, people get slotted into positions, and it just sort of all happens um, automatically. Mm. And so looking back, that had all, all... All this sort of back office staffy sort of stuff had all happened behind the scenes on my watch, but not really on my watch. Yeah. You know, but then I'm the person who is responsible for addressing the issues. Mm. And then it's like, oh, my God, I've got... You know, I've been focused so, so, so diligently on that area and now I've got to go back and address this other area and it's like, now how do I put all these pieces into place to get this back on track? Mm. Right? And so after speaking to that friend, I was really worried, really worried. And he was outlining worst-case scenarios which was going to cost me um, a lot. So it was... I guess after that, I was really worried and my approach, and I didn't think I was like that, but it was head-in-the-sand approach. Mm. Just ignore it, deal with it later, or it'll go away. Didn't go away. No, so you, at that point, you thought, okay, maybe this is a bit too hard. Yeah. I'll just let it go. I'll go back into doing the things that I like doing, the networking, growing the business, and just hopefully this will just sort itself out. But of course it didn't. No, and what I'm learning is everyone who's got a small business, the staffing issue for them is the hardest issue to deal with. You know, you're dealing with people's lives, you're dealing with people's likelihoods, their futures. You know, in our little five-person office, we're probably, you know, there's possibly 30 mouths to feed. We're talking about people's futures, Mm. um, people's aspirations, people's goals. 
money, cold hard cash. There's so much riding on it. Mm. Egos, people's and people pers- never forget their jobs either. So they you know, don't. In 20, 30 years' time, the people that you deal with will still be thinking about things that happened in your practice. Absolutely. And, you know, it, I mean, I'm talking it all down, but everyone loves working with me. No, they do. They honestly do. <laughs> no, I just love because it's just a really it. happening. Like my first job, people were working around the office saying, "Why are you so happy? Don't you realise you're working in a morgue?" And it, you know, something just clicked in my mind, thinking, "I'm not working in a morgue. I'm actually enjoying this. I mean, I'm dealing with numbers and all of that, but I actually love it." Yeah. And that filters through to my own practice. So, so this type of situation is very foreign to you. Absolutely. So what happened then? So you said you, you put your head in the sand, but something must have happened for you to pull your head out of the sand and actually say, okay, something has to be done, okay, so even a if it of, is hard. There's a couple of steps. One was that um, I was sort of suggesting stuff to my business, because to, to my staff members, because they've got so much autonomy, they have got a lot of say in what happens almost a little bit too much and I woke up one day and I'd said some things and no one took any notice <laughs> and I felt like I'd lost control Yeah. so I drafted something up in a letter and I sent it and it sent shockwaves through the office but you know I drafted the letter I slept on it woke up the next morning and I thought you know what I'm still going to send that because I just want to get back in control. So what was the letter? Like a warning or... Um, um, it was effectively a warning issues. over hours people were working. Right, so, you know, if you're busy, you're just working horrendous hours and I'm paying for all of that. But maybe I thought that not all those hours should have been worked by those people on those particular jobs. And so I'd said something and it wasn't acted on, so I thought, no, I've got to put this in writing. I got a lawyer to draft it up um, and I sent it and there were massive shockwaves through the office. It was like atomic bomb going off. <laughs> because that, you've never done that before, have you? No, 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 no. Because I've always just verbalised it, you know. Um, but as you get bigger, things need to become more formal and structured. Mm-hmm. So what was the byproduct of the so, atomic bomb? So that everyone was on edge after that, well, particular people, and that distanced the closeness of the relationship. And then I guess in that situation, everyone was a bit um, sensitive, and in those sensitive environments when you're all interacting, every now and then the pressure just builds up and someone will... Snap. Snap. <laughs> and and um, I snapped. You snapped? I snapped. I thought you were going to say that someone else in the office snapped, but it was you. Well, they snapped and then I snapped back. <laughs> I can't imagine that. I'm looking at you now, just giggling away. Just... I'm, I'm giggling, but I'm hurting. Yeah, yeah. It was very painful. Okay. And it's not like me no. to do that. I don't like being like that. No, but it's proof that something wasn't right. Yeah. So that was building up, bubbling away, and there's, you know, and there was pressure building. And then I had lunch with a friend of mine last Friday, who's a lawyer, 
and the red was flowing. I think it sounds like you've had a number of lunches and reds with oh. this lawyer. Over no, this the... was a different one. Oh, different one, jeez. This one was one that said, um, I need to grow up, I need to face up, and I need to take action. Okay. And that was the catalyst. And he said, do it today. And I thought, I'm not in my state of mind today i want to sleep on it i slept on it on the weekend you, and you I had got, a bottle or so as well at the yeah time. i had and I, over that lunch i was typing madly into my note on my the note application on my iphone of what needed to be said it was a bit of gobbledygook mm. but there was enough in that note that i read over it about four or five times over the weekend and I was going to do it on Monday, and then I got cold feet. Typical. <laughs> what the? Hang on, just to... Hang on, hang on, hang on. So let's just pause the story for a second. Kim's just showing me his phone, and Mount Gambia Prison is ringing him. <laughs> I know. Well, if we weren't doing a podcast, I'd interrupt my meeting and take the call, because... I've got a friend who's buying bars. <laughs> and uh, it's a terrible, another terrible story, but he's a good mate. He's done the wrong thing. But when he rings, I have to take the call because I can't ring him back. Is he a white-collar crimp? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Actually, we, we digress. We're yeah, we digress. To, we digress. We're going to come back to this anyway. mate of yours. Anyway. <laughs> I just thought I'd show you that. Um, anyway. Okay, so anyway, you said you got, you got cold feet. Yeah, so I got cold feet on the weekend and I decided I was going to back out because I'm reverting back. To, I'm, I'm, I'm discounting that lunch that I've had because of the wine and all of the, all of the um, stuff that came up over that lunch. I'm going back to that first guy, the first lawyer that I'm talking to, and he's, I've still got the worry going through my mind. So I'm thinking that this situation needs to be mapped out more clearly, yeah. not just... All brought to a head and everything. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking like, I've got to stage it and do it meticulously and methodically. Yeah. But, um, so that was why I was backed out on the Monday. Anyway, I didn't back out on the Monday. Oh. So, you know, with the niggling and the, when I snapped, I snapped again. So you intended... So let me I get this straight. You intended to back out, but then something happened that then caused you to snap and then do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And um, so, again, a couple of things happened. I felt like I was being um, disrespected. Mm. So I stood up, stood my ground, and then... I said, look, let's sit down and discuss all of this. And so we did. And that was really good because we laid everything on the table and there was a lot of stuff that came up. And I just said exactly what I'd been wanting to say for since I'd heard that YouTube yep. video. And the, other, and the person also said, what they thought from their point of view. Mm. 
And then we said, we looked at each other and we said, look, um, where do we go from here? And I knew exactly what I wanted. Yep. And it, it wasn't exactly what the person wanted. But um, we compromised. Okay. So you came in that meeting, did you arrange a, I guess, an exit deal? Yeah, we did. We, yep. we brokered a deal. And from your side, were you using the information that your lawyer slash lawyer friends had given you in terms of what you were obligated to do and... No, that all went out the window. Oh, okay. So all that came up was those notes that I typed out into my phone. I'd sort of memorised those and I relied on them. I didn't Mm -hmm. go down the other track. Mm -hmm. And they were perfect in the the heat of the moment. They were really good lines to roll off the tongue. Mm -hmm. And they hit home. And it was good. It was really good. So a weight off your shoulders? Um, oh, you know, I... It, it's not as easy to say that mm. because we've got such a long-standing relationship. Mm. I've got so much respect for that person. How long were they with you? Ten years. Wow. So... For me, it's almost like losing a member of the family, mm. you know, but I don't know, divorce, death in the family, all of that mm. comes to mind. There's so much pain there, and um, but it's good. Like, mm. we both know that it couldn't go on as it was, as, as it was going on. Like, mm. it, you know, we needed to be grown-ups about it, face yeah. up to it, and resolve it, and we've done that. And, you know, I've, I've said to them now, look, I've got so much respect for you. I'm going to give you the most glowing reference, however I can help you. I want The key to all of this is friendship. Mm. You know, I want to be great friends with you moving forward. You know, you've been such a big part of my life mm. and I, in their, pers- in, that, in their life as well. So with these type of things, if you can... End a working relationship, but keep the actual relationship intact. That's probably the best result you can get. Oh, it's it's tremendous. And so, even though there's so much um, history there, so much pain, all of that, we're going to be great friends. Mm. So, um, this Friday's the final day, and we're all going out to lunch. It's good, you know. We're more or less celebrating it, you mm. know, which is great. You, you sound like that's what people talk about. Like funerals and things like that. <laughs> a celebration of life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's such a cliche. But... That's no, true, though. Yeah. It, it's, it's really good. Mm. It's, it's such a good... You know, I'm having a lot of second thoughts. What do you mean? Well, you know... You're not, you're been... not going to... Over the lunch after a couple of wines, you're not going to say, oh, come back. No, no, not at all. Not at all. No, no. The, but... How my, how my, how's that person going to be replaced yeah. in my life? They've been such an important part of yeah. it. It's sort of like moving on, you know, like finishing university and crossing North Terrace and getting a job. You know, you're letting go and it's a new stage in your life. But And so that's all great. But, gee, there's a lot of looking over your shoulder thinking mm. the, ten year, the last 10 years. 
that, 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 that person has played such an important role in mm. where I've started and where I am. Mm. You know? Because there's, the, there's the personal side, but then there's also the 10 years of like, corporate knowledge. Oh, absolutely. All that intellectual property, exactly, yeah. just walks out the door. And, and just knowing how you work is you're a bit of a different cat, let's be honest. Mm. And, mm. and this person over 10 years has um, got a, obviously a pretty good feel for how you work. They know everything about every aspect of my life. There's nothing that's hidden. Um, so, you know, that person has been my right arm mm. for 10 years. But so anyway, that chapter is closed. We've got a new one opening. But I'm just, I think it's important because everyone <laughs> loves sharing my pain. Yeah. <laughs> it's become a sort of. It's become the accounting insider thing. It has, hasn't it? But it's, it's good because there's so many lessons out of this. Maybe mm. just to, to wrap things up, what are your key takeaways? A few of your key takeaways from this story. The key takeaways are <clears throat> get your house in order straight away. Mm-hmm. Don't leave it too long. Rip in off terms the of dot the I's, cross the T's. Get an external person just to come in and review everything. Yep. That's employment contracts, all of that exactly. sort of stuff. Yep. All of that. Ock health and safety, everything. Just don't ignore it because it's very real and it's very important. If you are walking into the office and not enjoying it because of um, various factors, stand up to it. That's what I've learned. Don't just hmm. think it'll go away. Address put it, up with deal it. Address with it. it. Deal with it. And then the third takeaway is sit down with that person and be open and honest and upfront And because they're probably feeling exactly the same way hmm. and don't feel as though you're going to put your foot in it by saying the wrong thing. There are things that you can't say that you might think, and that's true with any relationship. But so just be cautious in what you actually do blurt out in the heat of the moment. That's what I've learned. Um, but by all means, have those upfront, frank, open discussions with your people around you because so much good comes out of it. Well, I think that was another very interesting episode of Accounting Insider. So unless you don't have any more to add, Kim, let's wrap it up. Make sure you visit the website, accountinginsider.net. You can sign up to the mailing list and keep in touch. Thanks for listening.